0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Our Roots in Tea. We'll be discussing very existential life topics with different people all over the world uh, with different backgrounds. Topics such as spirituality, meditation, psychology, healing, religion, purpose, true inner spirit self. And we normally drink tea while we discuss these topics and today's tea of choice is black cherry berry herbal tea caffeine free and joining us today will be a very special guest victoria from rise to ritual so she is a spiritual seeker and a dancer artist um very impressive resume actually Uh, yeah she's trained in many different skills uh and you know we'll dig more into her backstory. Uh, so the first thing I actually do want to get right into talking about is she's helping people, you know, discover or reconnect with their inner their compass t- through something called human design and conscious movement. And so that's actually what I want to dive into right away. Uh, Victoria is, is what exactly in detail is this human design or, you know, and conscious movement.
1: Sure, sure. So um, I combine two separate things. The The human design is its own system. And the embodied movement that I do is um, a blending of, you know, my dance background, I'm trained in Pilates, various different yoga forms. Um, I try to combine moving meditations so that the movement becomes more meditative. So that's kind of like my own little combination of movement. But human design is a system that I learned to use. um, Not too long ago, actually, I first found out about human design in 2019, through a podcast where Jenna Zoe was interviewed. Jenna Zoe is kind of this, she's kind of this guru right now Mm -hmm. for a lot of us um, who are seeking human design tools. And she created a certification program that I did because I Basically went down the rabbit hole and couldn't stop and I just wanted to learn everything I possibly could about human design and so I did her training. Um, So what is human design? Uh, Human design is a system that uses our exact time date and place of birth so similar to astrology. um, People call it the new astrology, and it gives us essentially our energetic DNA. So it shows us things like how to make decisions, how to am- interact with the people around us, the world around us, um, how to best take action, how to cultivate relationships, even how to digest your food more more uh, harmoniously. So it really is the system that allows you to find more harmony in your inner world, but also in your outer world, right? Because your inner world reflects your outer world. So um, it gives you essentially an energetic blueprint or... Um, a manual, if you will, for your life, which is mind-blowing that something could be so accurate and and so helpful in this way. And I basically had the light switch turn on when I got my first human design reading done. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: it just gave me permission to be myself in so many ways that I was repressing. Um, There's five different energy types in human design. And the generator type is the most common. So we all are kind of in this generator world where we feel like we have to go, go, go and hustle and do and and kind of you know keep up with everyone else. Yeah. And I found out that I was the energy type called a projector and projectors are actually considered non-energy beings where people who can only work around two to three hours a day of, of hard, very concentrated work and my whole life being a dancer i was really confused as to why i got tired so easily and i I thought it was nutrition but i Mm -hmm. felt like i was doing all the things i was taking supplements you know i was just so embodied i was so consciously aware of my body and so i was like i don't understand like why why wasn't i able to push to the extent that i wanted to push and the the key there was had I not been pushing and had I been resting more, I would have had that greater connection with myself to understand, to have the wisdom to move forward in a more optimal way. So human design gives you these tools and these, these pieces of information about yourself that really allow you to, with every step forward, make a more consciously aware system. So it's, it's a system for self-awareness essentially. Um, And it's a combination of four esoteric and ancient systems and Mm -hmm. two scientific systems. So we've got um, Mm -hmm. Western astrology, Mm -hmm. the I Ching, the Kabbalah, the Indian chakras, uh, neutrinos and genetics. So there's even some quantum physics in there, which is really, really fascinating. Yeah, um, and it was created by Ra-Uru um, That's not his original name, but that kind of became the name he was uh, going by after he, it's kind of a bit of a an airy fairy story, but um, human design was essentially channeled by this man. Um, I believe he was from Canada originally and had gone to Ibiza and he was walking home one night and heard a voice and the voice was basically like, get ready to work. And for eight days and eight nights, uh, he channeled all of this information that combined all of these different um, ancient and modern systems. And we now have the system of of human design. And, And then he spent the rest of his life sharing these systems and teaching and allowing them to be more accessible. So now we have people like me who are human design readers and can help people look at their charts and and decipher them.
0: And when you say look at charts, we're not talking about like carrot cards or whatever like that. It's something different, right?
1: No, no. So this system generates a chart called a body graph, oh, okay. and it's essentially a very detailed energetic map of your aura or energy field. So mm-hmm. we take your exact uh, date of birth, time of birth, and geographic location, of birth and through that this chart is generated um you can actually my teacher jenna zoe she um has a platform on her website where you can generate your chart for free so you just put in that information you get your chart and it looks crazy when you get the chart right you're like what are all these lines and and centers and like what what is this so that's where someone like me can come in and help you understand what you're looking at there um but by going through the many different elements of your chart you're basically able to get a better understanding of your energetic architecture. So the many facets that make up your your personality, your patterns, your gifts, your ways of interacting with the world around you, you're really able to, to break that down. So what I do is with clients, I go through kind of a foundational reading if they want the basics that are going to really allow them to catapult forward. You don't need that much to really make a make a difference in your life. Mm. Um, for me, just learning about what a projector was and how they function in the world was huge. Like that alone, totally changed my world. <laughs> oh, wow. But I, when I really started to dive deep and and look at all of the little facets of who I was, I was mind blown at how how accurate it was and just how much it resonated. And I think that the the important thing with human design is that once you have your chart, once you're, you know, becoming familiar with that information, you want to kind of play with it and and keep it light, right? So you don't want to get really stressed out about like trying to be perfectly in, in harmony with your design. But what you want is to to play with these different facets see how they work for you and and we call it the human design experiment so you're constantly you know just allowing yourself to play with these with with these various aspects to see what works see what doesn't work see what resonates with you so it's not something that you feel like you have to stress out about it really is something for you to use as a tool to to work for you
0: okay and let me let me ask you this does so each person, they have their specific human design. Does that design or blueprint will ever change over time or it just kind of stays the same throughout?
1: Nope, it's yours for life. Okay. We all have our own unique chart. Um, maybe if someone's born at the exact same time as you in the same location, you guys will have very, very similar charts. But for the most part, everyone's quite unique. And um, it's it's that's yours. That's your aura. That's how... That's it's basically your first point of contact with the world. Mm. So as you're walking through the through the world, that aura is kind of giving off this vibration of who you are and it's the way that you're already energetically interacting with the people around you. And that's that stays the same. That is you.
0: Yeah. Okay, got it. Okay. Um <laughs> that's actually a lot to unpack, but let's let's yeah. backtrack a, a little bit and where to begin. So You know you talked about um obviously conscious movement and how how is that different from let's say just regular meditation where you just sit down and meditate
1: yeah yeah so what i do is i first have so for my my women's group i have everyone uh first start with just checking in with themselves just connecting with their breath because the most important thing for us is to connect with that breath. When we're in a more concentrated point where we're, we're able to kind of focus our mind inward, we're already starting to calm down that monkey mind, right? So by, by, by connecting within, that's step one. And then through having that point of, of centeredness, if you will, we move from there. So I love to bring in various different forms of yoga. Um, Kundalini has been a big one lately because it really regulates the nervous system, the glandular system, the endocrine system. So a lot of these women will leave the 30-minute morning ritual that we do, and even if they had a lot on their mind, the way that we use our arms in strange ways in kundalini or the way that we're kind of doing things that we normally don't do with our bodies um, and with the breath as well, you can't help but have your mind calm down by the end of the 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. So I, I do a combination of various different things and I really do work intuitively. So If I am kind of feeling the energy of the group, even through Zoom in our in our very, you know, um, virtual world nowadays, um, I'm able to kind of see like, okay, the energy is a little low today. We're going to do some more stretching and deep breathing. And I'm going to do a visualization exercise as opposed to a more energetic, physical sort of exercise. So it's so I work personally very intuitively when I teach, but, um, but I also bring in intuitive movement. So this can be something um, as simple as kind of a repetitive movement, like maybe um, we're, we're swaying from side to side for, you know, up to three minutes, and you're just closing your eyes, and you're breathing, and you're feeling that movement, and you're able to Get embodied because when you're embodied, when you're connecting the breath with the body in this way, notice that for the rest of the day, you're a little bit more intuitive, you're a little bit more connected with what your body needs. Whether it be taking a nap instead of pushing yourself to work more, or, um, you know, needing a certain snack and knowing, ah, you know what, like I just need some fruit, I don't need the you know sugar ridden uh, energy bar, like I just need some fruit or um, oh, okay, like it's not a sugar craving, I'm actually just thirsty or even you know, like there's these little moments where you start to just connect with yourself in a deeper way by becoming embodied first thing in the morning. So that's kind of my approach to just get everyone breathing and feeling into what their body is trying to tell them feeling into what their body needs. And I'll open up little pockets of time throughout those 30 minutes where I'll say, okay, now we just did some cat cow. Now see what your back and your hips need from you right now. So move in any way from this position that feels intuitively good to what your body needs. So that's kind of, Kind of all over the place because it, it I do work pretty right. intuitively, but um, but I, I combine various forms of yoga, stretching, uh, influence from my dance background with you know moving very fluidly and harmoniously, and I'll I'll bring up this idea of making these movements a moving meditation often because I I really feel like that's what it is.
0: Yeah. No, that's that's great because you know it it's funny. It almost sounds like. Um, a lot of times, like, there's a lot of, like, counterintuitive into it, it, right? Because, like, when you said, oh, I thought I needed sugar, but you actually just need to be hydrated, so it's almost, like, really just an exercise that trying to understand your body in a better way, like, you're you're having conversations with yourself and your body, like, oh, you know, these are just cravings to make me feel better. It's not necessarily, you know, what I really need. Right, right. Exactly. Okay, that's interesting. And um, it's time to decipher
1: that, too. It's it's not something that happens overnight. It's it's really about attuning yourself to listening and, and actually allowing that space, that pause, that breath between grabbing the chocolate bar or not right so Mm -hmm. you have to have and, and i think that's why mindfulness practices and these embodied embodied practices are so important because they give you that space that breath that moment of pause before you move on to the next thing so instead of the the multitasking and the devices and all the notifications and just all of the constant you know monkey mind kind of stuff that's happening during the day when you when you take that time in the morning to slow down and to just be with yourself and your breath, you're already prepping yourself for a more successful day because you're allowing that breath, you're allowing that space that you were practicing with in the morning to infiltrate into the rest of your day and, and allow you to make better decisions.
0: Right. Absolutely. It is just essentially basically asking yourself, do you do I really need to do this right now or do I really need to eat this chocolate bar, right, as an example.
1: Yeah, just asking yourself, what do I need? Right. You need?
0: Yeah. Okay, and because um, you did mention about, you know, you will have, like, a, a visualization exercise, like, what are you having people visualize, like, what comes yeah. into mind?
1: Sure, yeah. So, um, an exercise I love to do that I've been doing for some years myself is meeting Your future self, or meeting your higher self, and so um, you know I'll I'll have them pick a place like in the middle of a beautiful, majestic forest, and they're they're sitting in this forest, and their higher self comes and meets them, Mm -hmm. and you you know you observe, you think, okay, what what are they wearing? How do they look? If this is you five years from now. What is your day like? What what are what are you wearing? Is your skin glowing? Do you look healthy? You know, um, what kind of energy are you giving off and and just kind of observing so they're having this moment where um, they get to observe themselves in this meditation and and spend time with themselves and have a moment of of quiet to be able to receive some messages and it's really fascinating because sometimes people are like oh you know I don't know how to talk to my higher self like that's not a thing you know but then they're in this meditation and they listen and maybe they just hear one word maybe it's just like oh I thought I heard the word rest. And then they're like, oh, OK, yeah, like I'm, I'm I'm, a projector and I need to rest more. And and, you know, why am I why am I pushing so hard when it's not actually productive in the end? And, you know, like they'll, and then they'll start to realize like, oh, that one word I heard in that meditation, in that visualization um, is actually really important for me at this time. So it's a really beautiful one because it allows you to think beyond where you are. Mm-hmm. It allows you to kind of look ahead to who you want to step into. Right. So it's not about changing yourself or anything but it's kind of about um really stepping stepping into that that up leveled version of you that that version of you that really takes care of themselves that loves their life that is just like drooling over this incredible life that they have right like you want to be able to step into that that high energy um or not not necessarily high energy but like it's an elevated frequency right it's a frequency where you feel fulfilled you feel like you're giving back to the world that you're taking care of the planet because you're taking care of yourself it's like it's a very um sort of reciprocal process there but that's that's one i love to be able to to meet your higher self
0: yeah right right and You know, I'm guessing people who first start off, they may not may or may not have a, I guess, a positive visualization, maybe like they have a negative visualization of themselves. So they have that, then what would you tell them, like, you know, just to keep doing it or I mean,
1: yeah, yeah, I mean, it definitely like for me in the beginning, I remember I had a hard time visualizing that myself sure. but the more you go back into that space the more it gets more vivid if okay. you will and if if negative things do come up mm-hmm. i ask you know the participant to to sit with that a little longer so maybe you know it's only a 30 minute session in the morning so maybe they don't have so much time to sit with it then but i would say Go back and sit with that and just see what your higher self is trying to show you, because sometimes that that visual will will morph and shift and you'll understand what it is that they're trying to explain to you. Or it may be some sort of shadow aspect, if you will, something that wants to be seen that maybe was repressed and it would be a good thing to, you know, sit with meditate with understand why you're still feeling that way and you know if it's something more serious obviously you know it may be something that you'd want to speak with a therapist with or get more professional help with but i always say if it feels something if it feels like something you are comfortable sitting with and observing in a more you know deep way um go for it because it's there's probably something there for you
0: okay okay no that makes sense and um it's kind of interesting because i also read your background that you're you're uh you're you're a daughter of a chiropractor mm-hmm, <laughs> That's right. so so obviously you have some i mean i i mean i don't know how much experience you have you probably have some experience of like you know acupuncture and all that stuff maybe right
1: well i mean i chiropractic and acupuncture i feel like are kind of part of a, kind of part of a world um but uh I mean, I've gotten a lot of acupuncture over the years and I love acupuncture, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I grew up with weekly chiropractic treatments and um, it was really fun to be a dancer with a chiropractor as a, as a father, because, um, you know, I'd be like, oh dad, I have this little ache or pain here. Can you help with this? And he'd be like, oh yeah. And you know, I'd be, (laughs) I'd be good at it. So it was, yeah, he's, he's so smart. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable what what chiropractors can do i mean they are they
0: are true healers they really are and so what did you learn from your dad and how you can apply that into what you're doing now
1: Mm, yeah so i think the biggest thing that i took away from growing up with parents because my mom was a nurse and um they both were very um you know kind of Uh, any problem that came up with the body, there was always a natural approach first. It's like, okay, try this. And if that doesn't work, then of course, like go to Western medicine, that's totally fine. There's a time and place for everything. Right. Um, But I think that having my dad be part of the sort of alternative medicine world, you know, chiropractic wasn't as accepted in Western medicine. It's a little better now, but, um, being able to think about the way that I was aligned with the bones, right? So you want to, you want to feel aligned with your, your skeletal system, your muscular system, because it, it has an effect on your life. If you're in pain, if your neck is like killing you, how are you getting anything done with a clear mind? How are you getting anything done without having that distraction? Right? So I, I've really realized over the years how having my dad align me physically was also affecting me energetically right the the vibration i was giving off the thoughts i was having the ability to be pain free as a dancer um and and the work that i do now with with reiki with energy healing um i've actually had this come up more and more which has been really interesting where um Clients will say that it feels almost like energetic chiropractic. Ooh. Where um, I was working on a woman's hip, and she was like, "It felt like you were in there. It felt like you were like in there and massaging and moving things around." And when I got up, it felt better. And it was as if I got a chiropractic treatment. And I was like, "Whoa, that's interesting." Because my dad was a chiropractor, so I feel like I inherited some sort of. Um, you know, healing ability from my father, or or at least had digested something that has allowed me to be a better healer today. Um, so I, I, yeah, it's all. There's so much. There's so much there, but um, it's it's been such a beautiful thing for me to have had that influence from from a young child for sure.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah. That's that's great. And because I was about to say was when you work with these clients, like. Are you actually physically examining them and be like, oh, hey, you know, maybe something's not aligned, or is it all in their mind?
1: Well, a lot of people will come. I mean, because this has been all over Zoom. Oh, mostly, since right, the, right. Since the I mean, pre-pre pandemic, I would I would love to be physically in the room with a person, right? But, okay. um, but a lot of people will come to me already saying, like, I've been having this hip pain for some time. Is there anything you can do? Or I have this knee pain. Can you take a look? And um, sometimes I will, because I, I I did my Pilates training as well, so. We did a lot of, um, you know, kind of anatomy rehab there. So sometimes I'll have them, you know, stand and turn to the side and I'll do a little bit of a postural analysis for them as well. But um, with the Reiki, it's a lot of trust and it's a lot of just kind of letting your energy do what needs to happen um, and letting that energy channel through you. And I've been more and more as I've with each client I work with, I feel it. of building within me this ability to feel a little bit more deeply where the misalignment is present or where there's a block of energy or a stagnation of energy that i need to kind of massage energetically massage through so it's been really fascinating for me because i never thought i'd be doing any of this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. i'm very i mean i was very type a i was very much like it has to be by the books. If there's no manual for me to read, like I can't do it, you know? So Mm. the fact that I've been doing any energy work at all has been, um, you know, just such a a unique experience for me and something that has kind of unfolded naturally. So um, yeah, it's all just, it's all been a lot of fun. (laughs) That
0: sounds sounds great. And because, you know, like what you said, you didn't think that you'll be doing this kind of energy work. So so in the you know I guess as a kid growing up we just think about being a dancer is that is that all or
1: yeah that was the goal that was the goal um I I moved to New York when I was 19 and started auditioning and um I went to one audition and then kind of stopped auditioning after that because everything from there was word of mouth which was very interesting because I didn't know about human design in my 20s and um I didn't realize that I was actually in alignment with my human design in that way, because as a projector, uh, the best way for us to kind of make decisions and and take the next best best action is to wait to be recognized and invited. Mm -hmm. And so for me, going to lots of auditions wouldn't get me the jobs. It was about being recognized somewhere by a choreographer in class or by, you know, someone I knew or someone who recommended me. So having that recognition and then being invited. That was the way i got my dance jobs so um it's really fun once you learn about your human design to kind of look back on your life and realize like oh i was in alignment there oh that's why that didn't work out because that was totally against my energetic nature so it's yeah it's all it's all really fascinating but yep the the idea was to you know just go to go to new york be a dancer um and i did that but at the same time i had this insatiable curiosity for um, all things spiritual and wellness, and so I did. I did my Reiki certification. I did a certification in uh, holistic health coaching through the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. I did a meditation certification. I went to India for a month and studied oh, wow. there. Um, just did training after training after training and just couldn't get enough of it so um, you know my latest training has been in uh, intuitive energy healing where I got to learn a little bit more about how to use my energy and how to kind of uh, tap in a little bit more to the to the subtleties of energy which um, was challenging but really really incredible um, that was through the the den here in, in Los mm-hmm. Angeles and um, yeah it's just it's 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 been something that has always been on my mind so as much as i wanted to solely focus on dance it yeah. just ended up not being that way and right now i have this beautiful balance where i i spend half my time working one-on-one with clients and running my women's program rise and then the other half of my time working with um, choreographer and improviser Ken Ishikawa and um, creating these beautiful improv-based uh, pieces for galleries mostly um, and site-specific performances. So it's it's been really great to just feel that kind of fluidity of my creativity instead of feeling like, oh, I have to do this one thing yeah. and it has to look a certain way. Um, I've really allowed myself to kind of surrender and see where where yeah. life takes me,
0: yeah. Yeah, you're able to kind of blend things together and kind of work around that way, which, which is great. And actually, I want to do, I do want to get into the rise program a little bit. Yeah. So I did read, um, on your website, it's a 40 day, I mean, well, now is a virtual event. Yes. <laughs> um, so I guess the first question is how, how are you preparing for it right now?
1: Yeah. So, um, for these it's, it's, it's six weeks essentially. Okay. Um, and we split the weeks up. And so we, we, go through different parts of our human design charts, every Monday there's a workshop Mm. and we'll look at a certain aspect of the chart. So that way, by the end of the program, it's as if everyone got a human design chart reading, essentially, they won't have the nitty gritty details, but they'll have all of the foundational information that I would give in a one-on-one session as a foundations reading. So everybody gets that. Um, and in, in, you know, with how I prepare for it, again, I work very intuitively for the movement sessions. Mm-hmm. So those I, I will plan around certain themes that I would like to Um, flesh out over the course of the week or uh, relate back to the human design but for the most part all of the morning classes are are very intuitively put together and then for the workshops we just kind of break down the biggest parts of the human design chart so everybody will learn about which energy type they are they'll learn about um, how they can best utilize their intuition for decision making Um, we'll even go through digestion so there will be um, a module on holistic health because I also do holistic health coaching with clients and um, kind of bring in some of that with seasonal eating and seasonal uh, rituals as well. So um, for the most part, all of it is pretty prepared because I've taught this cycle of rise many times now so everything's pretty much good to go and what I do is with each new group that I'm working with or even for people who come back month after month because they just want that accountability to keep doing these morning rituals um, I try to bring in new perspectives new stories new Um, just paradigms so that they're able to get something new from it every single time and we will use different people in the group for examples so they'll get a little bit more of an in-depth kind of reading there and everybody can learn from one another and I think the most important thing is that with human design it's not just about knowing what your type is and everything about you it's about knowing what else is out there so the beauty of Rise is that these women get to see, ah, that's how that person functions. Oh, this is how this person makes decision decisions. And they're able to see that, oh, I have other people in my lives who might have these energy types too. And then they can have more compassion. They can have more patience when it comes to the way they need to do things versus the way that they process information and make decisions. So it's really beautiful to see how learning about this information really creates this ripple effect for all of the participants and everyone in their lives so it's been really rewarding in that way
0: yeah i mean essentially is a is a way to develop like really deeper connection with someone else knowing that their human design either similar or they're putting off a very similar energy right um Mm -hmm. you know that's that's essentially almost same way as looking at it's like oh we have like we all have like the right vibes or something like that mm-hmm. um at least that's how i in my head i'm picturing it um yeah yeah okay and do you are you managing all these groups or and the whole session yourself where you have like a partner what's going on there
1: yeah, I, I've been a one one woman team up wow. until now um, for this next cycle of rise. I have two guest teachers that are, gonna, that are going to come on with me, um, but they will be teaching. I have one who's teaching Pilates on Tuesdays to the girls and um, another teacher who's teaching gyrotonic uh, on Thursdays. And the reason for this is that I wanted to have rise be sort of this one-stop shop where people can also get some of their movement in, besides the 30 minute movement practice that we do in the morning, which is quite gentle. Um, the Pilates allows us to connect to our sacral center and, and the, the our creative energy, our confidence, that sort of strength within us. And then the gyrotonic is very fluid, very feminine, and that really will help us to embody that more feminine aspect of us. I feel like a lot of us are kind of battling right now this desire to to be more feminine but we're kind of in a more masculine world and so I'm trying to bring in more and more of that feminine energy so that these right. women really feel into that fluidity that harmony that creativity and less of the rigidity around yeah. structure and schedule mm-hmm. and keeping up and and all of that <laughs> so yeah,
0: yeah, so, yeah, yeah.
1: so I do have two two new uh rise cool. team members joining for for this next cycle so I'm very excited about that
0: Okay, cool, cool. And have you ever had a situation where maybe, maybe one of the one of the woman would just be like, oh, you know what, this isn't working for me. I, I don't want to keep doing it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I had someone um, the very first cycle I ran. Oh, okay. Um, I had someone say, oh, I don't know, like mantra, and you know, like it's just like it's a little, it's it's just not my thing. It's just okay. some some something that we had done in that first week. She was just. You know, it didn't resonate and, you know, it's okay. It happens. It's totally fine. Um, The thing about projectors especially is that we are not for everyone. Like we are here to be the guides and the um, we we manipulate energy. So we we guide energy. We help people to kind of um, see things. And so for me, the way that I have uniquely put together RISE with human design and embodied movement Um, you know, it's my unique package. And so this lens through which I'm seeing the world and the way that I'm presenting this information is going to resonate with the people who I'm meant to work with. So Mm. I'm not someone who's really meant to be, you know, uh, kind of out there in this big way where everybody is going to follow me. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I would rather make a difference in 30 people's lives and yeah. have a profound influence on their lives yeah. than have a smaller influence on, you know, a million people. So if someone comes and it's not really their thing, that's totally fine. And I just know that, you know, I'm I'm not meant to be their guide or their yeah. teacher and that there's, you know, not everyone is going to resonate with the things that light you up. So of <laughs> like of anything in, in life. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, absolutely. And of course you're gonna welcome them with open arms if they ever change their minds. You're not gonna be like, no, you know, so which is which is great what you're doing. And I guess for me, the follow-up question I would have was you talked about, you know, having a mantra. Um is there a specific mantra that you have like in each session or you change it up every session? What's the process of that?
1: Yeah. Um, well, sometimes I will introduce mantra for some of these visualizations for some of the the meditations that I use at the end of of um, the morning ritual, and sometimes I'll just give you know a very open ended mantra like I oh. am. Okay. And people, people can kind of add on. You know, maybe it's I am strong. Mm-hmm. I am graceful. I am.
0: Brave, you know whatever.
1: whatever they need for that day they can kind of bring that in so sometimes i use mantra sometimes i don't um some of the meditations in kundalini use mantra um and you know these can be you know i mean there's just there's so many mantras in the yeah. world. um yeah. so many so many sanskrit mantras um i feel like i i originally got a lot of my mantras from deepak chopra because he has um oh, yeah. He has those amazing 21 day meditation challenges and every day he'll give you a mantra, but I don't do that with the girls. I don't, Ah. I don't do, I don't do a mantra every single day, Mm -hmm. but, um, but I do love, uh, if we're working on a particular chakra, Mm -hmm. sometimes it's nice to give a mantra with that because you can kind of connect more deeply with that, that energy center. So it really depends on what we're doing and, um, It's ever changing. It really is. Like this program has just been evolving and shifting so much over time, and Mm -hmm. I'm just allowing whatever kind of comes through me to to guide me there.
0: Right, go with the flow of things. You know, right. Right.
1: Well, there's a mantra right there. Go with the flow. Go with the
0: flow. (laughs) So, what what is your personal favorite mantra then?
1: I mean, I I love just starting my day with I am. Like if I do a a silent meditation with myself, you know, Mm -hmm. before I get out of bed, I just start with I am and I'll see what my what my body wants from Mm -hmm. that day or what my mind wants from that day. Um, So if you know, if I say I am and then patience comes right in, then, okay, like I'm going to need some patience today and I'm going to work with this mantra when I need to feel more patience. So I like I like I am because it just kind of gives you that open-ended space.
0: Right, right. And of course, every morning for you is probably different, is mm-hmm. My guess. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And so it's, it sounds like that you, you do have a pretty specific morning routine, mm-hmm. like almost on a daily basis, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I usually wake up and do some sort of silent meditation, um, just to kind of quiet and prepare myself for the day. And while the rise program is in session right now we're we're in an interim period mm. The next cycle will be April 5th, but I would go and teach my 30 minute ritual that I do to, mm. to the girls. So I'm, you know, right now during these off weeks, it's funny cause I'm like, I'm doing it, but just not with them. <laughs> but it's also a way for me to have that time and space to play a little bit more and see if there's anything new that comes in. Mm-hmm. And then that way I have this time to, to play and to, to let it kind of settle. And then it's ready for the next cycle. I have something new to offer. Um, there's participants that come back month after month, and so I always want to keep it fresh. I always want them to feel like they're getting new information from it, and and that's this time in between allows me to kind of you know stir up some new some new content and. Mm -hmm. allow myself to see where it goes so I do again work very intuitively even with my morning ritual just seeing what my body wants to do seeing what feels good seeing what feels stiff or needs some more movement Um, my hips tend to be very stiff from the Mm -hmm. dancing I do and so I tend to do a lot of stretches for that Um, when I'm working more personally with myself. But yeah, it's always different. It's always Mm -hmm. different. But again, I I combine, you know, vinyasa, hatha, yin, restorative, kundalini, my holistic health tools, meditation, my dancing, Reiki, like it's, it's a, it's an amalgamation of all the things I've studied and love. Mm -hmm. And I just allow myself to see what wants
0: to flow through. Cool, cool, cool. And can you remind me what kind of dancing is this? Is this I think it was ballet that i read something like that
1: yeah so i started with uh classical ballet training and then i went more into modern dance after moving to new york and now i'm working more exclusively with improvisation so really just allowing again that creative energy to flow through Mm -hmm. me to see where my body wants to move how it wants to flow and um, i'm working with an improv a master improviser and choreographer kei nishikawa she's Mm -hmm. Um, from uh, Japan originally, has been in New York for a few decades now. And I met her while in New York and we would rehearse in Brooklyn and perform at various galleries. We'd tour in Japan and um, just really have a blast with allowing the creativity to flow and and not worry so much about choreography, which was really refreshing for me because I had been doing choreographed works for, for many years. And to be able to have more freedom as, a, as an artist was really, really important to me.
0: Right, okay. No, yeah, That absolutely. That's, I think that's that's very important. I agree with you. And actually the one thing I do also want to get into is, I think I had it written down here too. I mean, you you, you kind of mentioned this too, is that um, just trying to know more about like the challenges of, um, you know, starting this business that you have going on right now um and how are you overcome overcoming these challenges
1: yeah yeah so i would say the biggest challenge for me since as early as i could remember was chronic anxiety Mm -hmm. um there was a lot of alcoholism in my family and um even just from, I mean, I remember being in kindergarten and being already named like the worry wart of my elementary school and <laughs> already having that that very worried, concerned, anxious nature. So, So by nature, this has been something that I've been having to manage since the very beginning. And I always was very spiritually seeking, even as a young teen, I remember being like 12 or 13 and every book I would pick out at the library was a self-help book. Um, And so I was just always very spiritually inclined and um, I would say starting my day with yoga and meditation has just been the game changer for me. Um, Allowing myself to actually, well, and this comes from human design, since learning about my human design. I've actually been exercising less and allowing myself to do much less in a day. Mm-hmm. Um, the the New Yorker in me just wanted to do <laughs> everything. Yeah, like, yeah. My, my life in New York was yeah. very, very generator in nature. Generators in yeah. human design are... You know, they're just they have all this energy they're here to create. They have that drive. They're able to be very steadfast and and master something. And for me, it was very difficult to keep up with that energy. So since moving to Los Angeles from New York, I for the first time in my life had that space to slow down. And it was at the exact same time that I found human design, which I think was, you know, pretty kismet. So um, being able to, to tell myself, okay, you're a projector. You don't have to do eight hours of work today. You can do three hours of good work, solid work, and that's okay. Yeah. Uh, so in in terms of my my chronic anxiety, I, I really have found that the perfect remedy for me was having an embodied movement practice, like some dancing, some, some yoga, some meditation in the morning, and checking in with my human design daily for a while and now it's more like weekly bi-weekly but um i i really need to reconnect with that information to remember who i am in in many ways and it gives me so much relief and so much um just acceptance of myself that ah yeah okay like i do things differently and that's totally fine so that really was the foundation of my Rise program because the combination of the movement, of the breath, of getting connected to yourself in the morning and connecting to the information from your chart just sets your day up for success because you, you can connect back to that information more quickly because you just read it or you just yeah. practiced, right? So um, when you go to make decisions throughout your day, you're able to have this, this foundation to work with and to play with. So yeah, my chronic anxiety has been, I mean, it's just unbelievable. I feel like a completely different person from even two years ago. And if I were to go back to my old life in New York, I mean, it just, I <laughs> just, I just couldn't, I just couldn't yeah. do it. Yeah. So, you know, I'm very proud of everything I accomplished in my 20s. I think that I really did everything that I wanted to do, which, which is really satisfying. And now I'm able to really luxury in life and really fill each day with Things that make me feel good in some way. So there's nothing on my schedule. I don't allow anything on my schedule except for things like, you know, a dentist appointment, like things you got to do. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but my for the most part, my day is only full of things that really, really just, you know, make my heart yeah. sing, which is, which takes time. It takes so much time. It's been a two year process of me being able to get to this point. But um, I don't want to do things that stress me out. I don't want to do things that give me anxiety. Why, why muscle through life, right? Like if you can, if you can do work that feels fulfilling mm-hmm. in a way that doesn't feel like you're going to work, you know, why not? <laughs> so my anxiety is just so, so, so much better than it used to be. And I'm, I'm so grateful for the practices that I've picked up along the way. And most of all human design, because that really was the game changer for me. Um, once you know. I, once I turn 30. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's beautiful. No, no, it's, 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 and it is very true too. And I mean, I mean, not just in New York, but I guess nowadays, you know, everyone's about the hustle life. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So that could get very overwhelming for yeah. actually a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and even especially now too, anxiety is like kind of an all time high, right. Because with the pandemic and all that, so that's a oh, whole yeah. different issue there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, actually, Um, It's funny because I, well, it's not funny, but I kind of have like a sort of like a special request, I guess. But let's say if I were to come to you and be like, hey, can you give me a chart reading right now? Will you be able to do it like, not like instantaneously, but I meant like have the knowledge to like have an idea of what my chart would be?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'd be able to tell you about your energy type and and some of the bigger, bigger points on your chart. But Um, I really, what I do before a reading is I like to really sit down and give time to the person's chart. Mm -hmm. And I see, again, I work very intuitively, but I I see what kind of jumps out at me because, you know, one person's chart, I can talk to them for eight hours about their chart. So I have to be a little bit more selective about what I am kind of feeling from them and what they need. Mm -hmm. And and really look at what I think is most important for them to know. Now, if, if it's their very first time getting a reading, I'm definitely going to go into detail about their energy type because okay. that, that's the foundation. But um, if they're coming to me and they say like, hey, I'd love a human design chart reading, but I'd really love it to be more career focused. I'm feeling really lost about my purpose and my, my mission in life i would make sure that i would talk to them about their incarnation cross their in their incarnation cross has to do with their mission and their purpose so it's, it's a big life theme for them um mine for example is uh rulership which i think is really the first time i looked at that i was like rulership what the heck wow. but, um, but basically what it means is that i'm the ruler of my own life i'm curating my own life mm-hmm. and i'm here to guide in many ways and so I've seen this really pan out, especially over the past couple of years with creating a business that I absolutely love, Mm
0: -hmm. creating a
1: schedule that I absolutely love, guiding other women to do the same for themselves and to connect with their truth and to awaken that magic within them. Mm -hmm. And I'm really seeing, oh, wow, like, yeah, I am the ruler of my world. And it feels so good when I'm in that mental space of. I'm the authority here. No one can make make me or force me to do anything I don't want to do. And it's been really, really liberating. So as an example, that would be something I would make sure that I talk about with them if they came to me looking for something specific like that. But mm. every instance is different. Every every client is different. And um, yeah, I definitely work intuitively with what I think will be best
0: for them for that reading. How many different types of because you talk about incarnation cross? How many different types are there? Are uh, about?
1: There's over a hundred. I don't a remember lot. the exact um, the exact number, but that's there's a lot. There's a lot.
0: <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. Okay. And then do you do you actually have like a lot of these, I guess, information memorized or mm-hmm. I mean
1: when it comes to the larger, more foundational aspects of the chart, yeah, I can talk pretty freely. Okay. Um, when it comes to the incarnation crosses, for example, that I would have to look up. Like I have this, um, this is like kind of my Bible here.
0: Oh, nice. It's a design
1: book by the the creator,
0: mm.
1: uh, Ra Uruhu, and um, also this is in collaboration with Linda Bunnell. Mm. And... Um, everything you need to know is in this book so i did my certification through jenna zoe which allowed me to just really have that foundational understanding Mm -hmm. of everything and be be able to give a good human design reading but if i want to know all the last little details Mm -hmm. of every single thing that book is where i look to get that information so if someone wants something specific i can really curate a reading that will give them the most pertinent information for what they're seeking so I really try to do a good job with that because right. you know that when you're when you're really seeking answers, when you're really struggling with something, um, you know, you just want people to kind of give you give you the tools, you mm-hmm. know. And so human design is great for that because it's it's a way for me to say, here's something to work with, here's mm-hmm. something to play with, see how you feel after, let me know. And often I don't like to say that I do human design readings. I mean, I do do that, but I also offer human design sessions because people like to work with a challenge or work with a situation that is current to their life. Right. So if they come to me and they're like, Oh, I'm having trouble with career, I'm having trouble with relationships. Like we can look at their human design chart and tailor that session to the challenge that they're looking to overcome. And my goal, even with my holistic health coaching clients, where I do use human design, even for my holistic health coaching clients, um, you know, I tell them like I want you to be your own coach and healer. I want you to be your own guru. All of the wisdom is within you. I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm not here to to fix anything. Right? We all have that innate ability within us to to be able to guide. Ourselves And connect with our higher selves and, and have that divine wisdom yes. lead us forward. So with everything in human design, I, I remind each client in, in a reading or a session, you know, this is for you to play with. This is for you to feel whether or not this resonates or not. And if you feel like this is something that's helping you right now, it's like a tuning fork. It's helping you to kind of mm. recalibrate and realign. Yeah. But if it's not working for you after a while, let's you know, let's look mm. at another aspect. Let's look at something else. So all of these tools, all of these things that are kind of outside of ourselves, um, they're all just ways for us to kind of, you know, bounce back and forth and figure out, okay, where, where can I get back to center? Where can I get back to that alignment? And having that information from your human design chart allows you to have those tools Mm. to recalibrate when you feel like your energy is out of whack.
0: Okay. So there's really no such thing as like a wrong chart or anything. It's more like.
1: Absolutely not. Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody's chart is unique to them. And they, you know, incarnate here, knowing that they're going into a certain type of of energetic body. And so there's certain challenges that are set up ahead of time, so to speak, where you might have that obstacle that you have to get past. But by getting past that obstacle, you're, you know, coming out with that wisdom, you're, you're gaining, you're gaining that experience as a soul. So there's no, there's no chart that is better or worse. Um, Every chart is so beautiful and unique, and it's just a way for you to experience life through your unique lens, through your unique paradigm. Yeah.
0: Great. Fantastic. (laughs) So final question to wrap it all up. Um, Going forward, I guess, in You know, this year, 2021, or even even three, four years later, what what kind of impact do you want to make in terms of with Rise and and everything you're doing?
1: Yeah, well, I kind of just just touched upon that with um, really allowing people to have tools so that they can become their own coach Mm -hmm. and healer. Um, as as a coach, I do not want a client for years and years and years, right? Like Mm -hmm. I want them to be able to have everything that they need so that they can learn to recalibrate and realign themselves. So through the RISE program, I really try and do this for this group um, every week, going through different aspects of the chart, learning different embodiment movements rituals meditations visualizations allowing everyone to experience lots of different things so that they kind of know what works for them know know what doesn't um but at the end of the day yeah i just really want people to be able to walk away feeling empowered and feeling like they are in charge of their lives that that every day they can make their life just a little bit better meaning just a little bit more aligned to their truth to their authenticity and I really feel like the one-on-one holistic health and human design coaching programs that I do, I, I have a 30-day program and a three-month program. I feel like that's where I tend to make the most impact because mm-hmm. I i can really hold this safe container for someone to explore these various concepts and apply them to real-life challenges and, and circumstances. So that's where it gets powerful. That's where you can really see someone, see the light bulb go on yeah. and see those aha moments and see Great. those moments of, of relief, of ah, oh, okay, like I am allowed to be this way. This is actually how I knew I wanted to function, but I didn't know I was allowed to function this way because society told me X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And so, yeah. um, I really, I really coach with that intention of of allowing that safe container to um, hold the client in their process of of transformation and recalibrating, realigning bit by bit, and and connecting with that divine wisdom within.
0: Oh, very cool. And the programs, I forgot to ask this was the programs is is not only for I think one of them is only for females. But then I don't know.
1: Yeah, the rise program is is my women's empowerment container. But the one on one holistic health coaching, um, where we also use human design, I have a 30 day program and a three month program, depending on how, you know, intensely one wants to work with their With their human design but also for holistic health coaching it's very uh you know kind of global in this way so if someone's just wanting to deal with chronic anxiety you know i might teach them a couple kundalini breathing exercises i might work with them on um you know weaning off of coffee for anxiety you know what i mean like there's all different kinds of things that we can we can do depending on the person's um challenge and so Mm -hmm. i definitely bring in human design where i see it to to be beneficial, um, but the the one month and three month programs are really it's up to the client and what their their okay. goals are.
0: Okay, yeah. cool. So all 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 races, all ages, anyone. Everybody,
1: yeah. Everybody, yeah.
0: great. Okay, great. Um, we are almost out of time, uh, but I guess because I was about to say was like I don't even know when you're gonna be publishing a book on this because I feel like eventually <laughs> you're gonna be writing a book about this. <laughs>
1: I'd love to.
0: (laughs) I'll be waiting for that. I'll be waiting for that. I do want to, you know, I'm always trying to find new books to read, but um, anyways, yeah, it it was just, it was very lovely conversation with you, Victoria. Thank you very much. And um, for those who are listening, thank you. You know, um, Victoria gave a lot of great information and everything you need to know about what she's doing. I I will post all that um, in the description and, please do check out her programs. Um, I'm thinking about browsing through it myself, maybe potentially having a one-on-one session with her at some point. Well, um, don't know yet when, but you know I'll, I'll give it a try too because i i really do think it's very interesting it's uh, a
1: human design session is just it's so fun i forget yeah. that I, it's my job i'm like i'm having such a blast yeah. that it's just yeah <laughs> and so if, if anyone's interested in you know seeing more of my work um they can find me on instagram at rise.to.ritual yep. and um
0: yep yep and also her rise program is the next cycle is april 5th so people can still sign up right
1: yep oh absolutely yeah we've got plenty of time it's only only march 8th
0: (laughs) 8th. okay great yeah so be sure to check that out too um i believe that's a pretty good program over there and yeah i mean this is great and i will you know i'll probably do a little bit of reading myself with the human design because i you know you did show me the book so maybe i'll check out the book at some point too that's
1: really
0: awesome yeah just to get a good good feel for it but thank you again very much
1: you're welcome thank you for having me
0: yeah absolutely okay thank you everyone Have a nice day.